Today's podcast is brought to you by Crimea River Perfume. Made from the actual tears of people with first world problems, Crimea River is definitely unforgettable. Our fragrance engineers went undercover deep into some of the most affluent neighborhoods in the country to capture tears from winers in their natural habitat, and boy did our effort pay off. We present a fragrance that is an exclusive blend of first world problems, such as Muffy's dilemma in choosing the perfect design pattern for her custom mosaic ceramic flooring, or Chad's ruined evening because his kid's teacher inconveniently scheduled a parent-teacher conference. Or from Marty, who was served hors d'oeuvres from the frozen food section of the grocery store. And who can forget Mindy's distress when she discovered her son had been hanging out with a kid who lived in a house with laminate countertops. Yes, laminate. Crimea River is the pure essence of upper crust America captured in a bottle. And if you hurry and buy now, Crimea River comes with me, 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 blah, 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 me, me, me air fresheners. Made from the hot air of narcissists who talk about themselves incessantly. So get some Crimea River now, because damn, some people have it rough. Ready? And now, the simple thrills of a standard man. Alright everyone, how's it going? How you doing? You know who I am. You know who I be. I be Larry Thibodeau. Larry Tib LT. You can call me what you want. I'm just glad you're here. Thanks for stopping by. Seriously. Hey, no, I'm serious. Seriously. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. First off, I'm just going to throw this out there now. I think I'm losing my voice. It's getting all crackly. It's getting crispy sounding. I know. I think I might be getting a little sick. And I can never say that around Tracy because she never believes me. She thinks that anytime I hear of other people getting sick that I get sick. What is that? The name escapes me right now. What is that? When you're a hypochondriac. She thinks I'm a hypochondriac and I'm not. I guarantee you. Maybe I was at one point a little bit, but not like a complete hypochondriac. Just a little bit. It's not like this. Okay, so recently... I read a story on CNN, a young couple, young couple from Canada went to the Dominican Republic and they were walking around the beaches and on the plane ride back, they realized their feet were itching like crazy. I mean, scratch, scratch, scratch. It was like driving them nuts. Come to find out that they had picked up some type of hookworm from the beaches in the Dominican Republic. They posted pictures on social media of their feet. They were all jacked up, blisters, red, bleeding, pus. It was fucking nasty. And no, I don't think I have hookworm in my feet, so I'm not a hypochondriac. I know the flu has been in the news, but no, I'm not just copying it because I've heard it. I just feel like I'm, I feel a little weird. Anyways, I may lose my voice through this. I'll do my best. I'll take drinks when I can, but we must forge ahead. We must move on. So this weekend is finally here. We all have been patiently waiting for this day to come for months. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Do you know what's on this Sunday? No, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about This Is Us, the TV show, This Is Us. We finally find out how Jack dies. I mean, we already kind of know how he dies, but we need to see it. And yes, this is a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't care. I watch the weekly Evening drama, TV drama, I don't even know what kind of show it's called, 
with Tracy. We watch it together. This is us. I love it. I love all the characters. Randall, Kevin, Kate, all them folks. Rebecca, Jack. This is a cool adult series. But we finally find out how he dies. Yeah. And so get this. This is a real thing. So if you haven't watched last week's episode yet, sorry, it's spoiler here. You kind of see that after Super Bowl party, the crockpot has a faulty switch. It catches on fire and the house goes up in flames. They kind of show that. And then they said in the, sh- in the episode after the Super Bowl, they're going to show you how he dies. So we kind of know what's going on. Well, this is a real thing. When they aired that the first time, apparently on Twitter, Twitter blew up with people. People were going, no, this can't happen and all this type of stuff. But the interesting slash kind of funny thing that happened was people started lashing out at crockpots. And they were like saying, hey, crockpots aren't safe or whatever. Everybody's kind of getting up in a stir about crockpots. And the, and the brand Crock-Pot actually had to post some tweets. They had to do some stuff and they had to, to respond. And they said, hey, man, we're all sad too about Jack dying. You know, but Crock-Pots are safe. It's a good thing that I wasn't the PR people because I'd be like, dude, this is a fucking fake TV show. Come on. It's not even a Crock-Pot that they're showing. It just looks kind of like a Crock-Pot. But listen to me, I'm caught up in it too. But yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. We all have some guilty pleasures. I'll talk about different guilty pleasures I have from time to time. But for now, knowing that I watch This Is Us is enough. Let's move on. So, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. That was a quick furlough. I went back to work very fast. We went back to work quickly, which is good. They kicked the can down the road. So... We all could be furloughed again here in a few days. All the government people, all the contractors, all the private industry that does business with the government. You shut down a lot of things. The Smithsonian's will get shut down. I think they're going to leave the national parks open now. But uh, that's going to kind of suck. Once again, they can't do their job. Right, right, right. Let's get right into the weight loss challenge. So last week... We all had a successful week, except for Dave. I'm not going to call him the big loser, but he was the big loser. But it's okay. I was the big loser the week before. We all stumble from time to time. And actually, I'm recording this as we're getting close to our next weigh-in already. And so last week, everybody lost except for Dave. And this week, we're all going to try to make amends. But as you will find out in a few minutes here, a few of us may have a problem in that. But anyways, you know, I bring up the weight loss stuff, the weight loss challenge. I talk about that a lot because I'm hoping that if you're on the fence about anything, if you're on the fence about trying to become more healthy or if you're not really sure how to do that or how you get started, I I hope that maybe something I say uh, maybe will spark an idea with you or maybe it will spark some motivation in you so that you will go ahead and go after whatever it is you're trying to do. So... Before I released this podcast, when I was thinking, hey, I want to do a podcast, one of the topics that I wanted to talk about was actually, or one of the podcast shows that I had considered doing, uh, focused on uh, healthy lifestyles from the viewpoint of somebody who struggles with it. So I watched the show that's no longer on the air anymore, but it was on for years. It was called The Biggest Loser. Uh, and they would bring contestants in, and they had three coaches that would um, beat the shit out of, and I don't mean beat the shit out, but they'd exercise the shit out of these people 
it was a reality show. And then every week they'd weigh in and whoever weighed or lost the least got kicked off the show. And the winner got to win a couple hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And uh, title of the biggest loser. And the transformation in these people was unbelievable. But the coaches were what you would expect health and fitness people to look like. They looked awesome, chiseled, muscular, all that kind of shit. And um, it's not always that chiseled person with the, with the six-pack abs that has something to offer. Probably 13 years ago, I realized that I'd gotten up to almost 230 pounds. So uh, January 1st, 2005, I decided I was going to do something different. And I, came, I just started wondering about what the hell am I putting in my body? You know, I know I can work out. I'll start working out soon. That's part of it. But the other part, it's got to be what I'm eating, right? You know, I'm figuring all this stuff out, honestly, on my own because I had no real idea about any of this stuff. So I kind of start figuring, oh, shit, Um, it's something to do with what I'm eating. And I started uh, nosing around the internet when I could. And then I stumbled across a book called The Hacker's Diet. And it was a guy who had written one of the popular programming languages like Fortran or something like that. He went on this diet where he says, all I got to do is make sure I'm keeping my calories in this number. So what I, what I stumbled across was calorie counting. So that's how I learned how to lose weight, was calorie counting. At the same time I was doing that, my wife had always been a runner. And I decided I wanted to do something with her. We had to do something together. So I started running. And um, I, I got hooked on it. That year I ran my first half marathon. Not to mention, so the calorie counting stuff, I lost a shitload of weight. 2005 was the pinnacle year for me. Yeah, I got down under 170 pounds. So, and then, you know, of course I put it on, but I was able to successfully keep the weight off for a long time, maybe seven years. After seven years, I had gone back to school. I piled stuff on my life. What I realized about myself is that I'm a stress eater and I develop very bad habits. And I decided to go back to school. I had kids. My oldest, Colin, was getting ready to go to college at that time. And I said, you know what? I need to set an example. I'm going to go back to school too. I want my boys to finish college. So I got into school. I piled more stuff onto my life. It had to take the place of some of my running. So I started running less, going to school more, got stressed out more. What my natural reaction is to eat, started putting on the weight, putting on the weight. The next thing I know, I'm over 200 pounds again. What happened? Struggling, 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 fighting with it. But calorie counting was my way. It was how I was able to achieve. And seven years is a success. I just have to get back on that horse, focus again. I'm almost done with school now, finally. It's 2018 now. I realize, you know, sometimes you can just close your eyes, you blink, and you realize it's been six years. I've been fighting my weight now for six years almost as long as I've had the weight off. So it's time to get back on track. So I've told you what's worked for me, but not the same thing works for everybody. And I was able to have some reasonably good success uh, in doing what I did and calorie counting and stuff, but the same thing doesn't work for everyone. So I want to get another opinion in here. I want to get another perspective. So I have on the line with me somebody who's had some recent success with weight loss and lifestyle change and running and all that type of stuff. And he's a good friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Knight. What's up, dude? Not a lot, guy. Hey, did you hear hear the clapping? I gave you a sound effect, man. Yeah. 
pretty I'm, professional, I'm, I'm, huh? I'm used to hearing that. So, so. <laughs> oh, shut up, man. So did you go to the gym tonight <laughs> after work? Yeah, I did. Four days in a row. Chicken, man. How, how far did you go? So I got three miles in today. Um, so that's two consecutive days at three miles. And uh, I did two Monday and Tuesday. So it's uh, it's the longest streak I've been on in a while. Well, we got way in tomorrow, man. You going to be ready for it? Miserably, no. Yeah. No, definitely not. No. Yeah, I pretty much failed tonight too, man. I'm dreading having to get on the scale. I was kind of wondering, did, did you see that uh, picture? What you got coming tomorrow? No, I didn't see the picture. Did Rachel make a pie? Uh, she not only made a pie, but she labeled it. She labeled the pie. So It says on top of it, Larry. It right, says, Larry, eat me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's wife, Rachel. She's very cool, and she sends in cherry cheesecake pies from time to time because she knows that we love them, and I beg them from her all the time. So every once in a while, we luck out, and she sends one in with Tommy. So it sounds to me like we're scoring tomorrow. And you know what's awesome is it's after the weigh-in because our weigh-in is on Friday mornings. So after the weigh-in, it's game on, bitch. I'm going to have some pie. It's awesome. Very cool. So, dude, when we first met, you were... You were a little bit, uh, you had a few extra LBs on you. And uh, over the course of, of us hanging out and um, everything, you've slimmed down a lot and uh, you become a pretty excellent runner. Were you always athletic? No, I didn't do a whole lot. And, and for, for years, it was just simple things like playing softball and playing golf. And uh, up until I was about 40. Is I, golf? I can't say I did a whole lot of anything. Is golf a sport? Is it really a sport? I mean, because... I know you love golf, and I'm not capping on golf at all, but it seems to me like it's a great excuse for a bunch of folks to get together and get drunk, right? Or have a few drinks. Well, and... I treated it differently. Do you? I definitely treat it a little bit differently. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't golf. I tried one time and failed miserably. Well, so when I was younger, yeah, I started golfing probably when I was late 20s, and um, I was pretty much broke. So I, I didn't get the cart uh, membership, and I would go out and I'd walk nine holes. And it, it might not be you know, running a mile, running two miles. Right. But you, you walk nine holes over the matter of two hours. Uh, you break a good sweat. And, oh, yeah. Um, you're carrying that heavy bag. So it's it's not a sport, but it, it does take skill. Oh, absolutely. It does take some hand-eye no coordination. Yeah. Oh, it's completely, man. So you played golf, um, softball, things like that. But health and fitness and eating right never was on uh, my agenda. And what, what about you? How'd you grow up? Honestly, uh, at least up through eight, you know, my, my mid-20s. Uh, it never occurred to me eat anything but what was in front of me. And what was that? And that was fast food. That was uh, regular trips to you know to the wing place, regular trips to uh, the Mexican joint, and McDonald's and Burger King were my best friends. Yeah. God, I love that dude, man. The Burger King. He is the king of all burgers. Well, I'm slightly, uh, you know, I'm less of a fast food eater now. I, I avoid most part at McDonald's and Burger King and any other fast food joints. Chick-fil-A is it's very tempting now. But um, yeah. for a while there, I, I didn't even go near McDonald's because I tried to set a good example for Jared. And now that he's driving regularly, he'll text me and say, yeah, dad, I stopped and got a dollar burger at Burger King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those days, man. We, we crushed it, though, I remember the man. old uh, rallies, but uh, I was the king of the $2 meal rallies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rallies has a different name, too. It goes by another thing, doesn't it? Um, checkers. Checkers, yeah, yeah. So when we first met, started working together, yeah, you were definitely, I don't know, what were like 20, 30 pounds heavier, something like that? About 25 from now. Okay. 
Yeah, and at work we did um, a weight loss challenge. I didn't participate in that one. It was a couple of years ago, um, but you jumped in on it and you seemed to really excel. What did you do? What did you do to get your weight down? Well, so so for the very first time, I listened to friends like uh, Sobo and, and other people who were telling me that it was it was carbs that really were causing my issues. So, like everything else, I, I can't I can't get a jump start on anything. I can't get the motivation. So I went I went in die hard. Okay, I picked one day and I said from this day on through April first, which would have gave me three solid months. I will not eat any carbs, and I failed miserably. But the good thing was is that five out of the seven days a week avoided them at all costs. Okay. And that's the only difference other than that was the same time frame that I, I really started running. I was probably running for three months before that. Okay. Is when I decided that I was going to take the effort and, and really try to change change my health a little bit. Yeah. So you took the low carb route or the no carb route, right? Um, so that would be something similar yeah. to the Atkins diet or sugar busters, things like that, would have been proven to be very successful time and time again. So you started running as well, though. So how often were you running? So um, a couple months before that, I started running just on the weekends because it was cold in the winter. And I had no no interest in getting outside in the cold. Yeah, right. And I didn't have a gym membership. Okay. So once it started warming up and, and once I, I was dedicated to this little weight loss challenge because clearly I, I don't like to lose. Yeah. So uh, I went in head first and... And all of a sudden, I was running three, four days a week, both days on the weekend, and then becoming friends with you and and a handful of other people that all of a sudden I discovered that they were already runners. Um, I learned a lot from you guys as to far as uh, you know what I needed to do to, to kind of kind of keep like, going. Yeah, just don't be fooled, though, people out there. I call I like to call him the Muhammad Ali of running or the rope doper because. Uh, <laughs> He'll train with, the, with everybody, and uh, then when race day comes, he just smokes by all of us, and he pretty much, <laughs> pretty much can frustrate a few people in the group that go uh, on race day. But uh, yeah, it seems like, man, you really picked up on the running, and you know, I could see how much weight you lost, and uh, it was clear. I mean, you almost won that challenge, right? You, you were like top three in the challenge, and there were a bunch of people in it that year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, top three. I think uh, one of the three... I don't know. I don't know about that one, but uh, yeah, you know, Christine, she you could tell she worked hard at it. And um, it is the other people that kind of motivated me to try to keep up with them. Yeah. And Tommy's referring to the guy that won it. We'll just leave him nameless. But man, he had this big, big gut. It didn't seem to go away, but he was putting up record losses. So we were convinced that uh, maybe he uh, he ate some lead or something beforehand just to weigh himself down or drink a few yeah, gallons of water. Full of fishing weights. <laughs> a pocket full of fishing weights. He did something. But yeah, so you had some really good success. And then you and I have been hanging out ever since. And uh, we've done a few races, though, together. And uh, we've tried trail running. You didn't seem uh, you didn't seem to be too crazy about that. Well, I think it's a matter of um, it's something I haven't done on a regular basis. And it, and it kicked my ass. Okay. It's a different kind of running, right? It's slower. Yeah, definitely. And um, I feel like with enough time spent, maybe I would enjoy it. Right. But to take me up on that little stretch of the AT, you kind of showed me that, uh, you know, I got a long way to go. Well, I mean, man, you're killing it on the road, so, dude. So, yeah, so we'll see you on the way in tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, what's funny is for the first time, mm-hmm. I sat here on a Thursday night and thought, you know what? I'm going to enjoy myself with the family, the wife, the kid. They, they want to go to dinner. I just put three miles in. I know I should be dedicated, but I'm intentionally going to go and enjoy myself tonight. Yeah. I didn't drink. Okay. Because I'm still kind of miserable from last <laughs> night. Yeah. But I did eat. That's good, man. I think that if you don't do those kind of things, eventually you're just going to snap. 
Well, the way I feel is that I might be uh, consuming a little extra, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that uh, I have four straight days and I'll do everything I can to get three more days and make it a full week. Um, I won't be as far behind regardless of how I eat. Okay. So do you find it helpful to have a group um, doing this with you and where we can kind of keep each other honest? Do you Would you recommend for people if they're trying to go through this to do it with other people? Have you found it helpful? I have to, I have to tell you that that's the only thing that's kept me going is to know that you're accountable, whether or not you, you value, um, everyone in the group, there's somebody that you know, you answer to and whether it's competitive with them or whether it's, um, you know, you just, you want to make them feel good that, you know, that you're giving it everything you got too. that the the whole group makes a difference for me. Yeah. Well said, man. So that was good, right? A different perspective, different viewpoint see what somebody else did. It's kind of cool. And thanks a lot, Tommy, for doing that. I'm sure you all be hearing from Tommy again real soon. And um, if you notice, there was kind of a, a similar pattern to what I did. Both of us had modified our diets, and then we uh, found a way to, to exercise. So I think that as sucky as the answer may be, you know, what you really have to do in order to achieve a better lifestyle is to, to watch your diet and exercise. Like what they were probably telling people in, you know, high school gym in the 40s. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's changed much. I don't think that formula has changed any. There's just different ways. There's different things we have to consider with the types of foods that are around now uh, and, and keeping active because in this digital world, we can all just find ourselves being a little bit more sedentary than we should be. And um, also, if you want to get started and find yourself a group, like Tommy recommended, and it, sometimes it's really good to be accountable to somebody else. If you can't find a person, or if you can't find somebody, shit, I'll do it with you. Just we'll post our pictures on Twitter. If Are you scared to do that? I'm not scared. I'll do it. Uh, but uh, hit me up on Twitter at STSM Podcast. That's at STSM Podcast, and um, we'll work it out. So there you go. What you've been listening to up until now, that part was recorded last week before the Super Bowl, and um, I'm recording this message after the Super Bowl. Obviously, with the content in this podcast, it was meant for release before the Super Bowl, but life happened, got in the way there, and the episode got caught in post-production for a couple of extra days and delayed its release. So I wanted to drop in and give you a quick update on stuff. Number one weight loss challenge. We had another weigh-in since that recording, and all of us put on weight except for Bridget. She was the big winner that week. Tracy, Dave, Tommy, and I were all big losers. We all put on weight. 
Boo us. Yay, Bridget. Way to keep on it, and we all need to start focusing again. What else happened? Oh, the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Eagles, I guess. Not a fan of either team, so I really didn't care. The only thing I cared about that night is we got to make wings. We got to eat wings that night. Chicken wings. Yes. And what else? Oh, yeah. I still watch This Is Us. (laughs) So there. How do you like them apples? I think I'm going to leave the conversation here. I hope you all have a good one, and I will talk to you soon. Take it easy. Stand up. Shout out. It's all part of a rock and roll tradition. Stand up. Shout out. It's all part of a rock and roll tradition. Yeah. The Simple Thrills of a Standard Man is a Bumpire Media production. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Bumpire Media. That's at Bumpire Media.